2: This world and they made me Welcome back to Thirty Two
0: Fans. I'm Alex
1: control, Chester and with me goes as goes always is Wheels Wienaker. Wheels, how's it rolling?
2: I feel like it's been weeks since we've spoken. Um, it's rolling fine. How's it rolling for you? You And we just we
1: just saw each other last we week. We did
2: see each other last week, is, but I feel like I haven't spoken since then. And I didn't even I didn't see that much of you last week. Your your head yeah. was buried in a laptop famously. So But we've seen
1: more of each other
2: in the last year than, than the previous year Yeah, years, I had like to explain because a lot of people actually of I was time. surprised how many people like knew who you were at like the after party for Rob's live show and stuff, like a lot of people said like "Hey, where's Chester?" which was a mistake I should have asked you if you wanted to come, obviously you had no interest in the survivor part, but like you know you could have come to the uh the bar afterwards, although you know a over but see, but think about your survivor nerds <laughs> well they the, the, those are your listeners as about, know, yeah like you could you live in the nerdiest house and you're throwing nerdy stones um.
1: Yeah, there's 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 no one my wife has more disdain and confusion for in the entire world than listeners of this podcast, which is ironic because they could say to her like, "All right, we spent an hour a week with him, but you spend yeah, you I was going to say something. But I'm, I'm going to keep it clean, but like uh, you know, <laughs> no, let dirty it up. Let's go. <laughs> you bragged you never said the effort on the uh, on the Seinfeld podcast. Let's get dirty. I bre- when did oh wait that that got posted already, the
2: Seinfeld podcast
1: the the uh, curb podcast yeah oh the curb
2: podcast oh yeah 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 yes I, yeah I, I gotta say I you know
1: just my I didn't send an email this week episode one was phenomenal fantastic you know as
2: good as Pete Curb mm-hmm. the rest of the season has sucked you haven't liked it I mean
1: it's still Curb it's so funny it's still, like, I laugh show, like five it's, times it's an
2: episode but I there haven't been any yeah but plans. it's yeah whatever
1: uh, let's hear what were you about to say
2: you can't tease no nope, I, like I, I listen I, I, first of all. I'm not even on speaking terms with your wife right now, so. You've never been on speaking terms with my well, wife. Well, now I'm really – although I was so mad because when you came over – when when you were supposed to come over when I had a bunch of listeners over on uh, Football Sunday two weeks ago, you were supposed to come and then you, you like, canceled in the middle of the day, your wife – didn't let you come, so I'm like, I'm married your wife, and you're like, texting me your phone numbers, like, argue with her. I'm like, I'm not calling up your wife and arguing with your wife. No, like, that's actually, no, you called me and said, let me talk to Jeff. Yeah, but I wasn't going to, like, said. call her separately. Like, if she was next to you, put her on the phone, and I'll, I'll, I would have, like, begged
1: her. Yeah, but go. she wasn't next to me. You know why? Because we were fighting at that time. You know why? Because of this bullshit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Listen, if it's a choice Even between you-, you getting divorced and the podcast ending, like, I actually do want you to get divorced before the podcast ends. I'm not joking. No offense. <laughs> yeah, well, from your perspective, yeah, like yeah. Uh, your your um, marriage has very little value to me, but the podcast I enjoy. Yeah, you've, plus, uh, like, I you feel mean, like your second been, uh, wife probably you could you could you know you're coming in with the podcast, so yeah, you're also exactly. at the point like you you're only you're 34, you you went gray, but you're not like bald and fat like me. Like you could pick up like a normal second wife, you know. Well, considering uh, your friend and what youth claimed that he could pick up. Yeah, well, it's different if you have. I, I think the the like the single guy who's never been married has a different sort of uh you know a pool than maybe someone who has three little boys.
1: Not yeah, everyone I wants to be got like baggage. a stepmom. I, but I, I, I I three little. Boys. I got child support, to put life. but
2: yeah, okay. child support. And she's gonna like get a much better lawyer than you and, and kill you. But I I just I I like you could pick up someone relatively. I don't want to say normal because you're not normal, but you could find someone. You know, like, uh, that's not like a total monster. But ideally, maybe they would appreciate the podcast more. Your second wife.
1: Yeah. Well, my wife actually, for the first time like ever, said a complimentary thing about the podcast yesterday. She said to me, did you see the video of LeBron and the Cavs on, uh, on the subway yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So, so the guy next to LeBron who seemed to not know who LeBron was and then freaked out and ran away? Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. He did not want to be on camera at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My wife wants us to track that guy down and make a podcast about who
2: he is. That is a decent idea, but I, I feel like he, he's really not into uh, not into being on camera. Like, if you didn't want to be on camera with LeBron, yeah, he's, he's, I don't know why th- he's going to go on 32 fans.
1: <laughs> well, he,
2: he had headphones in.
1: What are the odds that he was actually listening to our podcast at the time and he was being uh, distracted? Zero.
2: It's, it's actually well, zero.
1: Well, I, well, I was going to say, is it one in a million, one in like five million? It's not, it's not literally yeah, well, zero. Well, it's
2: way more than one in five million. Like, the odds are zero. There's no way he was listening at that exact time. Like, how many times does our podcast listen to ever, then, like, divide it by, like, the 24 hours a day? That's true. How do people listen? The odds are zero. This is an absurd question. Yeah. And if he was listening to our podcast, he'd probably Uh, know who LeBron was. He didn't look like he knew who LeBron was at all. So so, Well, so that's the other part. How is it possible to not know who LeBron is? Yeah. Well, we, we sort of did this with, like, the greatest living Americans, but, like, most recognizable faces. I'd assume, like, Donald Trump is one. Like, who are the most recognizable faces in the country? LeBron is well, up I there. Think Obama and he's is definitely up there. Yeah, Trump. Obama's up there. You know, probably, I don't know, he's one and two with Trump. I mean, Hillary's pretty high. Because there are a lot of people that don't follow sports. They wouldn't know who LeBron was. The fact that LeBron's 6'8 also makes him very easy to spot on the subway.
1: Well, that was the thing. Like, when you have 12 guys in an NBA team in the subway, it's impossible not to know that that's an NBA team, even if you don't know anything about the NBA.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, but I, I just, I, yeah. there are a lot of people that, uh, that, that, uh, there's no way that guy didn't know it was LeBron. That guy just didn't care, which is
1: still pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, uh, 32 fans, well, this is actually a terrible segue, but, uh, I thought that the uh, final episode of one of our favorite shows, uh, Nathan for You, was a very similar to a recent episode of 32 yeah, fans. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I do think, like, they clearly filmed it earlier than us because they had video of them watching the debate, <laughs> which means it takes a really long time. Uh-uh. Them to put that oh, show oh, so together. they didn't copy us, is what you're they saying. They didn't copy <laughs> us, but I, I do think that the oh, okay. the heart of just, of, just of their, their season finale, finding Francis, was very similar to uh the thirty third fan. Uh, I I there's yeah. a lot of similarities uh, between what you think between of it? um Bill, uh the, the you know, the, the uh characters looking for Francis in that in that episode and um and Michael Friday slash Pete Luck slash who knows what their real name is. Yeah. What I think of it, I uh, thought it was great. It's not looking. totally
1: in- trying to get a career, and yeah,
2: yeah, I, I could see Bill Heath also starting a podcast, and then being sensitive yeah, if, if somebody younger, says that uh, nobody listens to it. <laughs> Which I don't even think I said. Sure. I don't even yeah. remember saying. Um, well, you just did. But. No, but last week he's like, oh, "Don't say no one listens to our podcast." I'm like, I didn't even realize you had one. I don't. remember. By the way,
1: that. you want to hear the most absurd argument in the universe? Mm-hmm. So my uh, my father in law, who uh, unfortunately is a uh, a voter of the current occupant of the White House, no way.
2: Your father was a Trump supporter. Uh,
1: I mean, he's not like, I mean, he's That's not walking Jen around in a red hat, issues. but he bo-
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: anyhow, uh, don't pretend you don't have any of those in your family. Everybody does.
2: Yeah. Oh, my fun law is for no, sure.
1: No yeah, families. no question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so he was he was visiting us this weekend and Saturday night when I read the the uh, the crazy, uh, you know, the mean girls tweet that Trump tweeted where he yeah. said he responded to being called a lunatic old man who was trying to start a nuclear mm-hmm. war. By the way, he didn't care about being called a lunatic or starting a nuclear war. The only part that bothered him about that sentence was being called. Old, old, yeah, this is old. Which news is pretty though, funny. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, so then he tweeted out and he, and he called. Um, he said, I'm not going to call Kim Jong-un fat and uh, uh, short and fat. Uh, and so I, I read the tweet to uh, my, my family, including my father in law. And my father in law defended the tweet and said, So he's not calling him short and fat. He's explicitly not calling him short and fat.
2: <laughs> oy, oy, oy. <laughs> and this is a so the conversation
1: him? we had. I mean, de- define support, Like he, like he doesn't. Him. You know, he doesn't... That's great. Well, he was defending that tweet. Yeah. I, well, I, I thought it was pretty crazy. It was, uh, you know, you, you got to love some people and just, you know, push things to the side, I guess is oh, the way to put it.
2: So, anyhow. Uh, yeah, and but, Je- so Je- Would you say Jen Francis. supports Trump, or she, or she's more of a like uh, <laughs> she's neutral? <laughs> she's not neutral. She hates Trump. Yeah. I mean, you are pretty Trumpish. A normal person. So. <laughs> you have said some really Trumpy <laughs> That's things <the> worst. recently. <laughs> That's the worst thing anyone's ever yeah. said to me in my entire life. Let's get to that. Well, t- so
1: tell me what do you think? Yeah. Oh, the episode. I thought it was great. Francis? It was a little
2: bit outside the the you know stated uh, idea of the show. Although I guess the thirty third fan was a little different. Than, uh, you know analyzing the weekend football for us like they, they they definitely broke format which they also did for the Kimmel episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it I thought it was really compelling. I was surprised that they didn't have a meeting on camera with Francis and Bill uh, I, I, my impression is that she told them ahead of time she was not willing to go on camera they probably said someone from your past wants to meet you and she didn't want to be on camera so they did the phone call which probably wasn't actually outside her house was probably you know could have been anywhere in the country. Um. So it didn't have the most satisfying ending because the the prostitute part was just written in to like film more time, like it was. It had no connection to the rest of the episode. It was probably even like written in and filmed months later. That's my guess. Like there. Well, hold on. But this is the series. This is not the season finale. This is a series finale. Uh, not officially. He certainly hasn't right? said it. People are just speculating.
1: Oh, oh, because a, a running theme throughout the show has always been looking for true love. Yeah, now, the right, Wizard of Loneliness. The way he does it. Yeah. But yeah. And so I thought it was it was pretty obvious that that's why he chose this as the final episode, and that's why he chose obviously the false narrative, but he you know he's pre- sort of like the way that our thirty third fan ended on something that was you know maybe true or maybe not true, but uh you know he's pretending at least in his world that it's true that he's actually fallen in love with this woman. Mm-hmm. you know I don't know my my issue with the episode was that it was so it was such a departure it had nothing to do with what the show has always been, yeah. And that's fine if you want to do something totally different. But then it would have bits and pieces where it was the same thing. Like he would go to these ridiculous lengths like making like the fake reunion where, you know, where a Bob has to – I mean Mud 2 was incredible. That's else. maybe the
2: best fake thing they've ever done, Mud 2.
1: Yeah, but was, yeah, like yeah, why are they doing all that ridiculous stuff? Like are you trying to be sincere? You're try trying to not be sincere. Um, you know, and then he has like the whole like fake relationship with, with the escort. So I didn't really know what they were trying to do. It was like two different shows at once basically. Yeah, you know, it wasn't bad. No, I like thought it was great. It was definitely, up, I, it
2: definitely like. wasn't bad. It was amazing, but uh, it, I, it's not perfect. I'll agree with that. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't
1: call it amazing. I would say it was a, this season overall was, was much like Curb. This was the worst season of Nathan for you, which is still a great show. But well, know, it's a little different, right? They did they did some real
2: high concept episodes. They had fewer episodes. It's a little different than most seasons.
1: Mm, I would call them low concept. I would call them
2: unsuccessful concept. Uh, but well, yeah, well, most people disagree. But I I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. It's definitely the most the show's been talked about, this episode. Yeah. I mean, dumb Starbucks got I, talked I about, saying, but less I, about, like, hey, this is a great show.
1: I don't know. Had I mentioned this to you because – I guess not because if so, you probably would have mentioned it on your Curb podcast. But I was saying to some friends last week that I want – you know how people do death pools? I wanted to do a pool of, like, sexual harassment pools. And I think, and then I think you guys actually mentioned that on your Curb podcast, right? hmm Yeah. Now, obviously, that's not something you can do on a podcast. No, this is a horrible idea. Yeah. Oh, but you haven't been discussing, like, with your friends, like, off the record, like, who's coming next? I, first of all, I don't have like, off the record
2: conversations stuff. with my friends, like, other than you, who I need to. Well, by
1: off the record, I mean, I, I mean, off the
2: podcast. One of the great things that happened in the last few months was, like, because I always say, like, you're terrible at, at, like, keeping secrets, and you don't know, you don't know, uh, like, what's, what's, like, not for public consumption, what is. And then I ran this theory by your wife, and she immediately nodded and said, yeah, he is horrible at keeping secrets, and you are 100% right. So. That that actually made me feel good. That like I was uh, you know we're on the same page about uh, you having a big mouth. Yeah, well I mean the, me having a big mouth is not exactly like a, a hot take. Uh, well I didn't know I didn't know that like that's that's a thing everyone knows. So like don't tell Chester anything, guys. Well no I just
1: meant that I talk a lot. Yeah. Well no no you you, you and my wife had slightly different complaints. Your complaint is that things that you don't explicitly say. Yes. Our secrets, correct, should then be treated as
2: secrets. correct. I think, like yeah. you know, at work you can't talk about certain things. You understand that, but if someone doesn't say don't say something, then you'll like write it in an email to Deadspin and almost get me fired.
1: <laughs> uh, first of all, you almost fired. That was you already
2: at another job at that point. You were years past that job. No, I was. I was at NBC when you did that. Um. I'm not sure. Oh, I definitely will. Anyway, uh, let let's let's get to football because we're like ten minutes. Okay, in. let's do it. What are we doing this week? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, what I'm doing right now is I'm I'm making a chart. So there's been a lot of Eli Manning conversation in the uh, Facebook group, mm-hmm. and uh, Eliasov Schwartz, Avery Schwartz, uh, listener of ours, uh, he was asking, he was he he was talking about, you know, it's obviously hard to separate a quarterback from his offensive line, and he was theorizing that that Eli's offensive line has been. You know, very below average, and has therefore affected his performance. So I actually went ahead and I and I took the cumulative uh, numbers for every single offensive line between 2004 and present, the Eli era. Mm-hmm. And the uh, most interesting most interesting thing to me was, uh, can I tell you who were the seven best offensive lines in the last 15 yeah, years? Yeah, do it. Number one by a huge margin is the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. and obviously the best quarterback in that era is, uh, has been you know Tom Brady. Uh, number two is the New Orleans Saints, and the best second best quarterback is in Drew Brees. Number three is the Colts, and the in the third best quarterback situation has been Peyton slash Luck, with you know a little bit of Curtis Painter and Jacoby Brissett mixed in. Uh, four is the Packers, which was uh, Ed being a Rodgers. Five is the Chargers, which is Philip Rivers. Six is the Cowboys, Tony Romo. Seven is the Steelers, with a Ben Roethlisberger, and then eight is the Jets, randomly. So it's very interesting that basically the seven best quarterback teams of the last thirteen years also have are the exact just, same teams in Jets being the same an order. eight is shocking. Yeah, the Jets being bad is shocking. But up until that point, I mean, that so includes that like the whole Sanchez
2: like, era, like, you know, they made the, the AFC Championship game in a year he went 12 TD, 21 interception. Uh that includes well, Gino years. no, that's years. They had a great
1: offensive line though. Yeah, well this isn't quarterback. This oh, is this offensive is line. Oh, just
2: offensive about. line. Okay, fine, fine. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, They had the I'm, best I'm offensive only, line. No, yeah. They had five no, guys yeah, who I, made the Pro Bowl. I
1: am only I'm only rating the quality of offensive lines. Okay. What I'm pointing out is that because there's such a correlation between offensive line and quarterback, that makes you think You know, Brady, you know, all all the names we just mentioned, if they were behind, you know, offensive lines like the Browns or the 49ers or or the Bears have had over the last 15 years, are they still Hall of Fame quarterbacks? Because, you know, when we talk about quarterbacks, you always think of like the receivers, for example, or the running game. But like, you know, I just thought it was amazing that there was an exact correlation basically between the seven best quarterbacks and the seven best offensive lines. It was like exactly on point. That is amazing. And by the way, Eli, the Giants have been 10th in that era. So Eli's had a very good offensive line.
2: Fascinating.
1: uh, For the most part. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's get to this week's games. Quick recap of last week. Uh, last week, I beat you by one. So I'm now up four weeks to three with three ties. But uh, you're still up one game on me for going game by game. Uh, this week, I did the same thing I did before week 11 of last season, which is I've gone ahead and I've ranked uh, in order the excitingness of each one of the remaining
2: uh ...games of the NFL season,
1: But which is something I think you actually... But we're not gonna going to be going game a, by a, game. Arc- You're
2: going to do it based on how exciting each team's games are, just to clarify. Yeah,
1: we're not going to discuss all 110 games right now. That's correct. But you actually wanted to rank the 256 games of the regular season a couple years ago. No, I want to do it every off and You always say that's boring.
2: I wouldn't yeah. go overall 256. I just think it would be fun to yeah. rank and yeah, then yeah. say, like, here's well, our so, top yeah. 10. So
1: I did do 1 to 110 right now. And now, obviously a lot of this is based on me predicting who's going to win each game so as an example in week 16 the vikings are playing at green bay i predict that going into that game the packers if they win would take the division lead heading into week 17 if the vikings win they would clinch the division so because i have the vikings winning that game that means that in week 17 the packers lines is a meaningless game so i have it at the near the very bottom mm-hmm. but obviously if the packers would win then the, then the week the next week the packers could be playing to clinch you know to lock in the division over the vikings so so obviously you know this will be each update each week but uh I'll update it each week, but uh, I figured we'd uh, we'd rank the teams from thirty-two to one and how exciting they are, how interesting they are, how relevant they are for the rest of the season. All
2: right, that sounds good.
1: And uh, we'll start with the uh, with the most boring team over the final seven weeks. If you're a fan of this team, uh, you have nothing to root for, and you have wide open Sundays, and that's the New York Giants.
2: Yeah, I mean, the only intrigue with the Giants is if they're going to fire their coach or not. Uh, I think it's tough because you fire the coach. I think it's I think it's when they're gonna obviously. The coach. No I meant midseason. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he's done. Even if they, you know. They yeah. got back to, like, you know, 6 and 10. It's not it's not going to save him. Um, yeah, so yeah. there's not much to say about them. Yeah, uh, they're a very boring
1: team, and uh, this week they are hosting Kansas City. They're going to lose, so, uh, again, very boring game. This week I have that as the uh, third-to-worst game, and the only reason it's not the worst is because, you know, Kansas City is a relevant team. All right, uh, uh, number 31, another meaningless team, uh, San Francisco. The only question there is do we get to see a little bit of Jimmy Garoppolo? But, uh, you know, there's is there really no chance he
2: starts? I mean, doesn't it like at certain point, shouldn't he be starting or are they waiting for Bethard? Well, to everybody really assumed
1: flop? he would start after the bye week.
2: Yeah. But then Bethard actually had a good game. So they, they gave up an asset. They have they have to play uh, after the bye, don't they? I mean, I, they could wait one more week, I think, you know, to give him a little bit more time and also to have like maybe give Bethard one more chance to flop. And they get like, well, Bethard's not getting the job done because at least Bethard has been like. Beathard,
1: yeah, but can't that backfire yeah. if Bethard has another of course. good game? Listen,
2: look at the Vikings. Yeah. We, we both think that they want to play yeah. Teddy, and they just can't right now. So. Although that's a high class yeah. problem because well, Bethard's not that. playing like Keenum, obviously. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, number 30, uh, another team on a buy this week, and another team who uh, there's no reason to watch this team. That's the Colts. Nothing to say about the Colts. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett might be injured, but he has two weeks to get better, and uh, nobody cares. No, nobody cares. So, all right. Uh, nothing to say there. Number 29. Uh, shocking that this high, the Cleveland Browns, and just like last year, the only thing the Browns have to play for right now is can they go 0-16, and if they keep losing, that could provide a modicum of excitement.
2: Uh, eh. A very small yeah, modicum. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's happened before. I didn't even think it was so special when the Lions did it. Uh, there's yeah. not really much to root for with the 0-16. I think 16-0 is uh, is a little bit cooler. Yeah, uh, and uh, and J- Jacksonville's going to beat them this week, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. They're, I mean, they yeah. might have beat them by 30, but they're going to win,
1: yeah. All right, number 28 is the Chicago Bears. If the Bears had, uh, had uh, won against Green Bay last week, they might be a little bit higher. This week, they're playing Detroit. This is their last relevant game. If they can win this game, they might stay relevant for a little bit longer. But if they lose this game, then they're you know completely finished, and you can uh, stop paying attention to them
2: altogether. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're frisky. they will be a team in they're December also a that's boring. Team. They're very boring because their quarterback stinks. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, yeah. they are sort of like – if they could – if either Trubisky could develop – I'm not going to say he can after what happened to Goff. Like, you get the right coach, he could. Or they find, like uh, – you know, maybe they get Kirk Cousins next year or something. Like, the, the defense is good enough that there is definitely something there, especially when they, like, have an NFL-caliber receiving core next season. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, number 27, and how the mighty have fallen, because a couple weeks ago they played arguably the best game of the season against uh, – most exciting game of the season against Seattle. But uh, now the Houston Texans with Tom Savage, they're down to 27. Uh, you know, the only thing they have to play for is that they'll play a couple games against the teams in their division who are, you know, competing for a playoff spot, you know, when they play. Uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee; those games will matter for those teams. But Houston's season is sadly uh, very much uh, over.
2: It's sad because it kind of ruined the NFL season because they they literally became the most exciting team in the league. Watson was the biggest star in the NFL for seven days, and then and then the season ended.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Detroit at Chicago. Who are you taking this game? Because I'm really going back. And yeah, forth this is going
2: to be close. Uh, uh-huh. I think Detroit. I, I just I, I just don't trust Chicago to score enough points. Like, it's going to be seventeen fourteen. Detroit wins.
1: All right, so I'll take Chicago. Uh, I, I want to have one more week of uh, them being relevant. So I'll take Chicago, and then we get another disagreement. And, uh, and Houston, Houston, actually, this line makes no sense to me. Houston is at home. They're stink, obviously, but they're hosting Arizona, who might be going to Blaine Gabbert. And yet, uh, Arizona's favored. Blaine Gabbert's favored on the road.
2: I mean, Blaine Gabbert versus Chris, Tom Savage is really up there on the worst all-time. You should do this chart, by the way. Worst ever QB matchups. Can you do that for next week? Yeah. This yeah. is really up there. <laughs> this one's up there. Gabbard Savage. Yeah,
1: this is the second worst game of the week to me. Uh,
2: I think Houston's going to win, though. I don't understand why they're under. No, I do think Houston's going to win. I agree. Yeah. Arizona's right, mailing in. Don't disagree on that one. Yeah, that
1: that's a very, very odd odd situation. All right. Uh, moving along. Uh, number 26, uh, the aforementioned Cardinals. Uh, you know, Arizona is uh, has been a depressing, pathetic season. Now they're on to quarterback number three. The only reason they're as high as 26 is because their playing games are going to matter for the other teams. Uh, After this week, they're facing Jacksonville at home. They're facing the Rams at home. They're facing Tennessee at home. So that's three games in a row against playoff teams at home, which means, in theory, they could, you know, provide some competition for those teams. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, nobody cares about them. So, yeah, let's move right along. Uh, Let's, you know, zip up until we can get to some decent teams. Number 25 is Washington. Uh, Washington really cratered here. Uh, A little bit of a surprise to me that they're all the way down to 25 because last week they played a great game against the Vikings. But... um, you know they're four and five and in the NFC we've talked about 11 and five might miss the playoffs so
2: Washington season is 11 over. and five is not missing the playoffs this is ludicrous
1: well I will tell you that I have heading into week 17 right now mm-hmm. I have five teams 11 and four in the NFC and two teams ten and five so I have seven teams who could be uh who could who are, are going to have double-digit wins before week uh before week mm-hmm. 17. So I think 10-6 and six will certainly miss the playoffs in the, AFC, in the NFC. Either way, we can agree Washington's season is over. They're also ranked very low because they have games against – they're playing the Giants, which is a garbage team they're facing. Uh, they have a game – they have two games against the Giants, actually. So those are two unwatchable games. They have a game against Arizona, which is an unwatchable game. So Washington, uh, you know, had a run of competence for a little bit, but uh, their season's mm-hmm. over, and uh, no, no reason to talk about them no. anymore. All right, number 24, they don't deserve to be this high. Uh, we've seen them on national TV way too often in the last couple of weeks, and they're completely unwatchable, the Miami Dolphins.
2: I mean, they're just so boring. The uh, like uh, the, cu- yeah. the
1: only re- their only reason they're twenty four is because like again we just said ten and six the playoffs in the uh, I mean, NFC. what would their record Eight, be this year with 10-8? That's my question.
2: It, to me, it seems like if they were able to get a playoff spot last year, it seems insanely uh, you know much easier to make the the, the AFC playoff picture AFC. is as soft as I could remember any sort of like in, not in terms of the six seed because you know the NFC had that awful you know Seahawks Rams game. Uh, almost a decade ago at this point where um you know yeah. the 6 and 9 versus 7 and 8 yeah. team winner makes the playoffs but in terms of like two or three potentially awful teams making it I've never seen such a soft uh bubble like the uh the AFC uh, playoff picture so I think the dolphins would have I mean listen yeah. the dolphins are still in, the, in in the playoff race now Yeah well that and that's that's why the number 24 now this
1: week they're playing the game that was delayed from week 1 because of the hurricane they're hosting Tampa Bay Tampa Bay has been god awful, obviously, but I think uh, Tampa is going to go on the road and win this one.
2: Um, this is a, this is a weird game. Also, in our fantasy league, this game is technically week one. Yeah, very excited to uh, get rid of those footnotes. Uh, to me, um. No, nah, I think Miami's going to win. I, Tampa Bay looked pretty good against the Jets last week, but I, I think Miami will... Uh, Not an offense. They no, they. I mean, they moved the yeah. ball. They just kept kicking field But goals.
1: they they stopped the vaunt to Josh McCown, yeah, Josh, who hasn't yeah, been stopped no, all right. year.
2: They, they, they found in the, the, first the, the anyway to, uh, to put McCown. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, as I told you, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a dynamite against yeah, the former Yeah, so I'm going Miami. You're, you're going Tampa.
2: We're going uh opposite direction. Yeah. Right?
1: We're flipping. Yeah. Uh, in Washington, New Orleans, obviously, we have uh, New Orleans winning, right? Yeah.
2: yeah
1: I mean, it's good. Washington, New Orleans
2: is a good game, honestly. Well, it's a seven well, and a half can point Saints, spread. Can the Saints uh, win the Super
1: t- Bowl? I mean, who, who's who, who's gonna who's gonna go to the Super Bowl for the NFC? You told me yesterday that you think the Vikings can win the Super Bowl. They can't. I
2: didn't say they will, but I but like you said, well, they should switch to Bridgewater because they can win the Super Bowl. And I said, why not? Like they might have to be Jared Goff and Carson Wentz in the playoffs. Neither of them have obviously played a playoff game. Look,
1: I, I'm biased because the, mo- the, the the game I focused on the most for the Saints this year obviously was Week One when the Vikings blew them out of the water and Sam Bradford looked like a Hall of Famer. So I'm still of the mindset that their defense no, sucks, no, no. even though Listen, I know that I can acknowledge their defense is better. You always improved.
2: overrate Week yeah. One by like Week Ten. You're still like worrying about like, well, the Niners beat the.
1: Well, no, I'm just over- I'm just overrating the Vikings game actually, but yeah. So I, I don't, you know, can the can the Saints win the Super Bowl? I guess technically, right? Their secondary is good, and that's been their biggest week shortcoming for years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, shrug. All right, um, all right. Number twenty three, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals are another team. The only reason that they're this high is because of the fact that even though they're you know they're three and six, technically speaking, they they could be alive in the playoff race in the in the uh, crappy crappy AFC. Yeah. And Cincinnati at Denver this week, which is an awful game between two three and six teams. But again, the winner of that game is uh, not out of the playoff. Yeah, no, race it's yet. A,
2: it's a hideous game. Um. Yeah.
1: I rank every game from one to five stars, and I have this as a one-star yeah, this game. This this week, by the way. Well, the know, old, I would give this like
2: two this stars only because it's competitive, and like you said, it doesn't totally matter. One-star games are like this game doesn't matter at all, and you should not watch it. Yeah, but it. it's
1: Andy Dalton on the road against Brock Osweiler. That's getting me excited. No, it's not getting me excited. No. Yeah,
2: uh, I think Denver's going to win this game. Though. Okay. What about you? Um. No, since he's going to win, Osweiler's thanks yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't really dispute that point. So, <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, so that's number twenty-three. Uh, moving right along in our excitement index, number twenty-two, the twenty-second most exciting, most exciting team for the last seven weeks of the season is Baltimore. I don't know what the hell Baltimore's doing this high again. It's basically a, a simple reflection of the fact that they could very easily make the wild card, which means that all their games are going to matter. But they're not watching. No, yeah, team. they are. They either get so blown boring. out forty nothing. I mean, Flacco like out 40
2: literally in enough. our in our. Uh, two QB league. Uh Flacco. He's the worst quarterback Flacco in the NFL Not this year. only unowned, but like unownable. Like there's like all these crappy guys like Gabbard or wherever get picked up before him. Yeah, he has 13 points as many times as he has negative points this year. So but you want to hear I'm an amazing bad. stat. Willie Sneed, who I who I like uh in deeper leagues I, I rostered for a while while he was injured the first few weeks of the year, suspended or injured whatever he was. Um he's actually played the last five weeks. He played like a lot of snaps last week. Uh, and he has, over the last five weeks, where he's come back from injury or suspension, um, negative point .4 fantasy points. Yeah, well, he cost off $20. that Yeah, one week. he has a fumble. Or, or no, he he has, like, 16 yards receiving and a fumble. So a non-PPR, yeah, or maybe half-point PPR, I forget what it is. He has negative point .4, even though he, like, plays during the game. Like, he's on the field, but somehow doesn't even get... Throwing the ball. It's very strange.
1: With, with Drew Brees, by the way, throwing to him. Who Drew Brees isn't getting touchdowns this year because they're running for yeah. touchdowns. But Brees is still the second best quarterback. Right, right, right.
2: In it's, it's insane. And, like, um, yeah. my my 20-team league is so bad, I was actually thinking about starting Willie Sneed at receiver this week. Because I have Robbie Anderson on the bye. Yeah.
1: Not at Well, I think I might have to start right, D.D. Uh, Westbrook. You don't even mm, know that is. I'd rather start him than Sneed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I do. He's owned in, he's owned in the in I don't know. All right. Um, so, so who were we just talking about again? Number twenty-two, the garbage, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore this week going to Green Bay. They're favored in Green Bay. Yeah. Flacco should
2: never be. Well, I on think Hundley, you know, isn't one hundred percent. He's looked competent, but he's yeah, but he's, com- he might Wait, not oh, be playing. Sorry. It might be Joe Callahan who played Division Three, which is crazy. A <laughs> Division Three quarterback. I really think like right, what well, happened ideal, but- if like there was a backup quarterback convention and they all like. You know, something bad happened to them. Like, they all, like, died in a plane crash or, you know, to be nicer, like, uh, disappeared off the face of the earth, uh, leftover style. Kaepernick. Is like, Kaepernick still won't get signed. Like, people have to understand. Like, people have to stop freaking out yeah. when someone so- – like, he's not, never getting yes. signed. Yes. If you think it's –
1: nobody thinks it's football-related anymore, and the owners have admitted that, basically. And so he's not getting signed. It doesn't matter. You can't have – trout out every Division three player you want. Trot out, like, flag football Yeshiva League players. There's yeah they they would cancel the season I tr- think. Tr- before tr- they Wait, run. bring out the guy from Pizzeria Front. Yeah, <laughs> he, the he's old like man, yeah, five years old. He, yeah, he urinates on the field because he's too old to walk. Does he really like, do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean he did that when I was on his team seventeen years ago. Now he probably has a wheelchair. I don't even know. But yeah, he, he when he had a pee, he would just turn around and pee on the field because he literally couldn't walk. Crazy. So. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, so but I'm picking the Packers. I don't care who their
2: quarterback is. No, I, I'm not because I, you know, Hundley, you know, I'm nervous about Hundley's injury and Callahan to me is a non-starter. All right. Well, uh, so I, I, mean, I have good to defense about to this, go but up I'm against assuming the next play.
1: quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but both so bad. All right. Um, okay, so that's number. What was that? Number twenty-two. Number twenty-one is the Denver Broncos. Uh, we just discussed them with Cincinnati. Uh, they're 3-6 and six if they win their 4-6, and six, so you have to pay attention to them. I mean, next week they have a good game. I'll give them that. Right Next week they're facing Oakland. It'll be a battle of two four, and 4-6 teams. The winner will probably be in, uh, in the sixth spot for the wild card. The loser, uh, you know, their season's over. So uh, week 12, you can watch the Broncos. Other than that, no need no, no to watch okay. the Broncos. All right. Uh, so that's number 21. Uh, number 20, the Detroit Lions so, again, this could fluctuate. If they win a game or two that I'm not expecting them to win, then they could be, you know, in the playoff race and they could be higher than number 20. But for me, I think that they obviously – they have a monster, monster game on Thanksgiving against the Vikings because they already beat the Vikings once, which means that if they beat the Vikings on short rest at 1230 uh, a week from this Thursday, they will have swept the Vikings and they would be possibly just one game behind the Vikings. So that game is very big. but um, And I think the, the Lions will probably win that game, spoiler alert. But other than that, I, I don't think Detroit's going to make the playoffs. Again, I think you need 10 wins in the NFC. I don't think they're going to get there just to have a chance. So I think the Lions are probably uh, pretty boring.
2: Uh Yeah, no, they are boring. And as, and as we
1: already said, I think and I think Chicago's going to beat them this week. All right, number 19,
2: the uh, New York Jets. stick uh, Hanging around. Well, the, the reason they're high up is because they play a lot of good teams still. Yeah, uh, they're playing Carolina in
1: Week 12. That's a good game. They're facing Kansas City in Week 13. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they're going to win, but, you know, that's a reasonably good game. So, uh, you know, they're facing Denver, who I said, you know, might technically still be in the playoffs. They're facing New Orleans, and that's – yes, yeah, so they're playing teams, which, by the way, but does not bode well for them. But, uh, you know, it means that other teams are interested in their games. So, yeah, that's why they're number 19. And uh, they're on a bye. Number 18, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what? The Jaguars are, are locked to make the playoffs at this
2: point. Would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, the Jaguars, listen, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Jaguars are all in the playoffs. It's just who's going to, you know, who's going to... Like, I think the Titans will get the fifth seed and gun to my head, I think the Raiders would probably get that sixth spot, but, uh, you know, there's, there's still some... Uh I, the Chargers not lost that the Jaguars, game. I really, the char, I really like the Chargers' chances, but I, they just have too many heartbreaking losses, like too many L's at this point. Assuming,
1: that, assuming the Cowboys are still alive, the Cowboys-Eagles game in Week 17 will be flexed for sure because obviously, you know, the Cowboys will get a much higher rating than Jaguars-Titans. But the way I have it right now, the Jaguars and Titans are going to be playing in Week 17, and the, uh, they're going to be playing a game for the division. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and I, actually, I think if they're both ten and five, which is the way I have it, they'd be playing just to see. It would sort of be like the Vikings and Packers a couple of years ago. They'll be playing to see who's going to win the division and who's going to be the five seed. So they're going to be basically playing to see who's the host of the game the following week. Right. But uh, you know, but that that game has a good chance of be getting flexed in week seventeen, and then in week thirteen, by in week fourteen, the Jaguars are facing Seattle, and that's going to be a game between uh, you know two playoff mm-hmm. teams who would have thunk so. Uh, yeah. So the Jaguars have a couple of good games remaining. You know, the whole thing about this exciting index is. You want to be high, but you don't want to be too high cuz if you're very high that means you have a really tough schedule. Yeah. So so the Jaguars are happy cuz other than those two games I just mentioned, they have a pretty cake schedule, which is why they're marching to the playoffs. Number 17 is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, I think that that loss to the Saints sort of ended their season, but uh, you know, they are playing good teams pretty much every week, so that's why we're going to see uh, uh we're going to see a lot of Buffalo on our televisions.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, the the Bills suck. Tyra Taylor gets like 3 fantasy points a week now. I hate him. He's terrible. You're such a Tyra I mean, Taylor defender. He had
1: 27. He had 27 last week, and then this week. Well, he had, he had a bad three he had when the game, game you was know, He season. had
2: 27 after the game was over. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, he scored him within the 16 minutes of the game. I don't care if what. Yeah, but in real life, him. he's actually more exciting. It's garbage time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, not true. But all right. Uh, so Buffalo, by the way, at the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. I assume you are as well.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. I need to see something from the Pills yeah. to all bet right. on them. All right.
1: Well, okay. We're putting a fork in that season. All right. Number 16, the Green Bay Packers. As I said, um, I think they have a huge game in Week 16 against the Vikings. It'll be for the division. Uh, the the I have the Packers at 16 right now, and if I'm wrong about a couple of games, they could be up to like number six on the list, or they could be down at number 30. Mm-hmm. Really hard yeah. to know. And if they don't have a quarterback, obviously that that causes problems. So uh, we already discussed them a little bit. All right, number 15, the Chargers. You know, we said the Chargers are a team that basically has the has the ability to be 10 and 6, but they had some bad losses early, so they're out of the playoff mm-hmm. race. But um, you know, they're gonna have some competitive games,
2: I think. So. Right. I, mean, I, I I guess. Li- I like the Chargers. I, I think that, like, uh, if you played this season a thousand times. Well, hold on. The
1: game against the Bills will be a pretty good game. Next week, they're facing the Cowboys on, on Thanksgiving. I think that'll be a pretty good yeah,
2: game. Yeah, I just don't I don't know how relevant they're going to be. And then, you know, at the end of the season, when, when uh, if they're Yeah, but these nine, games are relevant for the yeah. other team, so. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they wasted this season. All
1: right. Yeah. All right, number 14, the Tennessee Titans. You know, as I said, I think that they're going to be facing the Bengals uh, with the division on the line at the end of the season. And, and this week, they have a great game. I don't, I, think I, think, I don't think they're going to win, but they're going into Pittsburgh, and this is a real statement opportunity for them. Marcus Mariota, who's been a little bit disappointing all year. Yeah, this
2: is a really good game. This is the Thursday night game.
1: This, yeah. So, you know, the schedule has actually worked out very nicely this week. Uh, the best two games of the week, the best game of the week this week is the Sunday night game. The second best game of the week is the Monday night game. And then the the Vikings Rams is a great game, which is on regular. And then the game of the week, uh, New England against Oakland at the four PM slot is a great game. And then Thursday night we have a great game, Tennessee against Pittsburgh. So we have good. Ge- all the national TV games are good this week, which is rare. Yeah. Yeah. The o- only swap is again, if we could get Rams Vikings on national TV, I think that would be a good game. But uh,
2: Tennessee at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's going to win, right? It's going to be close. Tennessee's benefit. I mean, Pittsburgh got, as you've been saying for years is a different team, obviously at home than on the road. They were embarrassing last week. Yeah, well this one's at home. Yeah. Uh but this one's at home. No, I so. understand. Um I'm going with an upset. I'm going with Tennessee here.
1: Oh wow. Well, that would certainly uh cause a big adjustment to my excitement rankings. So I hope well, you're right, that's but the, what I have in mind. I just I, uh, all I want to do is cause big adjustments to your excitement rankings. Oh, of course. That's what mm-hmm. it's all about. Yeah. That's 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 what the that's what they how they motivate these teams in the locker room totally. before the game, also. All right, number thirteen is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay season is over, but uh, the reason Tampa Bay is so high is because they are facing a lot of good teams, and they're going to have a lot of very relevant games. So uh, this week is not really an example of that. They're facing the Dolphins. But next week, they go at Atlanta in a must-win for Atlanta. The following week, they go at Green Bay, a must-win for Green Bay. The next week, they host the Lions, a a must-win for the Lions. The next week, they face Atlanta again, another must-win for Atlanta. Uh, so basically, every single week, Tampa's playing a game that is an absolute must. Oh, then they place Carolina in week 16, which is a must win for Carolina. And then they finish the season against the Saints. So basically, uh, Tampa, who's not going to make the playoffs, is playing seven straight games against teams who need to win. And Tampa's a team who, in theory, could, you know, sort of like the Chargers, they could play better than their schedule if uh, if Jameis is healthy. and you know, Well, Jameis is not games, healthy.
2: He's, he's not coming back, I don't think. Uh, you think he's I, I don't he's, think he's going to play again, yeah, because wow. they're so out of it by the time About I don't wow. think it'll be worthwhile. And, like, he came back, he played twice, and they, they have, have to develop twice. him. Like it's, not, it's not worth messing with his shoulder. You, you know, make him have yeah. some sort of, like, Tommy John surgery. All
1: right. Okay, uh, next we have the New England Patriots at number 12. The Patriots have uh, arguably the game of the season, Week 15, which will be a Sunday night game of the week. They're facing Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're playing a game for home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs in that week. And then this week, as we said, they have a great game in Mexico,
2: also game of the week against Oakland. But other than that, it's a pretty easy schedule for New England, right? They're facing the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, Oakland, Jets. Mexico is a rough week. It's a rough travel. It's rough. Uh, you know, it's not it's an opponent that what's your it. pick for that game. Uh, are you picking an upset? There? Yeah, I'm going to pick Oakland, actually, even though I mean, they are going to have the, oh, they, wow. I, they have a, a, a ton of fans in in Mexico. My my our yeah, driver, your, dri- your driver is going to be at the game. Yeah, yeah. he's going to is. Oh, I don't know if he's going to be at the game. Because the game's not in Cancun.
1: <laughs> well, he'll be he'll be listening. It's like someone though.
2: saying, "Oh, the game's in America, so he's gonna go." Like it might be like, it's, <laughs> like the flight from Cancun to Mexico City might be uh, far. I don't know. Yeah. More expensive. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Wow. So we got a lot of disagreements this week. We already got yeah. six, and we got some uh, some big games to go okay. still. All right. Uh, okay. So um. So we're, that that's interesting. So you think the Raiders are going to win and. I, well, I guess you said you think the Raiders are making the playoffs. So if they win this game, that would really help those that cause obviously. All right, number eleven, I have Kansas City. Kansas City also like uh, like Pittsburgh and New England is going to be fighting. And here's the thing: if if New England loses that game at Pittsburgh that I mentioned before, they will have lost head to head against Pittsburgh and Kansas City, which means that they will be losing all those tiebreakers for a bye. So we might see the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs.
2: I, I don't th- I don't think we will. I think I, I just so you think Kansas? City- I think Kansas City is falling back a little bit. I think they're going to be the three seed.
1: Okay, well, let's start with this week. This week, Kansas City is uh, going to the Giants. That's an yeah. easy win, right? Mm-hmm. We've already established that. And, you know, this is uh, this is the easiest game they have left. But Kansas City's schedule isn't the most difficult schedule, really. Uh, next week, Kansas City is facing
2: and also, Pittsburgh and could lose from road games. games. I, I think the Patriots are going to be the one seed. Well,
1: hold on, hold on. Well, let's let's discuss Kansas City. You, wait, hold on. So you have the Patriots losing to Oakland, and you still think they're going to be the one seed? Because, remember, they're losing. Are, well, are they going to win in Pittsburgh? Because that will make things a lot easier for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why we're predicting yeah, 15 I don't games know, I don't right know. now. I don't
2: know if they're going to win in Pittsburgh. All
1: right. Okay. All right. Well, if they, let me put it this way. If they lose that game at Pittsburgh, they have almost no chance of being the one seed. Yes. So that's a must okay. win for them. Yeah. That'll be a great game. All right. Um, okay. Kansas City, and we said. And then uh, next is Pittsburgh, who we just mentioned. So, yeah. So I have New England, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, 12-11-10. Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they're dev- valued a little bit because they have a couple of gimmies. Like, they're facing Cleveland in Week 17 in an automatic win in a game that, as again, they might need for playoff seeding. But other than that, Pittsburgh has a great schedule. That game against New England is going to be a phenomenal game. They're facing Cincy and Baltimore still, which are always good games because, you know, there's there's a potential for real violence on the field. Mm. Or, by the way, Vontez Perfect clearly is suffering sort of like uh, like Rashid Wallace did in the NBA. Like, he did not deserve to be kicked out of that game.
2: No. It, no. I mean, he deserves to get kicked out of a lot of games, yeah. but ironically not that one.
1: Yeah, you can't feel bad for him because
2: he's such a scumbag,
1: but yeah. All right, uh, so Pittsburgh is number 10. I have Oakland at number 9. Oakland has, I mean, I guess, they, look, if they can beat the Patriots this week, they'll shoot up this list, but they have a couple. Look, they're playing the Giants, which is a very uninteresting game, obviously, but it's an important one because they can get an easy win there. If they, I think, basically, we're going to see who Oakland really is this week. If they beat New England and Mexico, then, then they're headed to the playoffs, and we could see, like, New England-Oakland in round one again, which would be really exciting as a 3-6 yeah. matchup. So let's see what Oakland gives us this week. But uh, I I have very uh, different expectations than you. I think Patriots can win that game pretty Mm -hmm. easily. Okay, number eight, Seattle. It's tough to – you know, is Seattle automatically a playoff team or not? You know, their defense
2: is in shambles. Richard Sherman out for the year. They're a playoff team. They're just not a Super Bowl contender. So then who's a Super Bowl contender in the NFC? Philly. The Rams, who I think right now are my pick. Um... Minnesota. I mean, Seattle is 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 after those teams on a neutral field with Zeke. I think Dallas beats Seattle, but they might I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, and I think the Falcons at this point, you know, are probably just as good as Seattle, if not better.
1: So Seattle's not so good. Wow. OK, so well, OK, so here's the thing. So Seattle has uh, a game at home against Arizona and a game against San Francisco. So those are automatic mm-hmm. wins, right? So right there, so we give them those two wins, they're 8-3 right over there. Um, other than that, they're facing Atlanta this week. That's a great game. They're facing Philly the next week. That's another great game. Both those are at home, at least. Then they go at Jacksonville. Then they place, place the Rams again at home. They're ready to beat the Rams on the road. And then they face Cowboys on the road. So they're, they're playing five of the best games of the year against five of the best teams of the, uh, this year. So Seattle, we're going to see what they are uh, with, without Richard Sherman. This week, at home against Atlanta. Atlanta's been up and down this year. What's your prediction for that game?
2: it's Atlanta Seattle in Atlanta No, it's in Seattle. No, it's in Seattle. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to pick the Seahawks.
1: Uh, okay, I thought we were going to disagree there. Well, so if they're going to win that game, yeah, then um I mean, I, I I would still gun to my head I would pick Seattle to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. It's crazy. I just we've seen them do yeah, it before. Not doing it. We've already taken for granted they're they're going to beat the Vikings in the second round,
2: no question. All right, um No, I think I think the kicker okay. messes up the game and they lose. We've been waiting for that all year, yeah, that game. I mean, from your – yeah. Oh, I would love to see
1: that. All right. Well, I mean, he already cost them the Washington game. So, all right. Number seven, the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the, the only reason the Eagles are this low is because they get, to, um, they get to play the Bears at home and they get to play the Giants. So those are two very boring, unwatchable games. Because other than that, you know, again, this week at Dallas, to me, that's game of the week. Week 13 at Seattle, that's the game of the week. Week 14 at the Rams, that's the game of the week. Uh, Philly is just going to have some phenomenal games down the stretch. Uh, week 17, uh, hosting the Cowboys again. That game is going to be flexed if, unless the Cowboys are eliminated from the mm-hmm. playoffs. Week 16 against Oakland, who you think are going to be headed to the playoffs? That's a great game on Monday Night Football. So uh, there's a lot of good games for the Eagles uh, remaining.
2: Yeah, no, the Eagles are. Uh, we're going to see a lot of the Eagles between now and late January.
1: All right, and this this week they're going into Dallas. Are they winning on the yeah. road?
2: I just the Dallas without Zeke is a totally different team, and and obviously without Tyron Smith is you know they're also a totally different team.
1: Well, it's crazy how the one left tackle is missing, and that team is totally different. I mean, the best offensive line of football, and they Well, they're missing—you know, the guy. line is
2: already—like, so. it came back to earth from last year when it was incredible because the right tackle retired. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was really something else to see. Um, you know, Dallas completely abused on the line by Atlanta on Sunday. Um, I think they're going to win, though. Uh, part of this is wishful thinking because if the Eagles win that game, that
2: division's over. So, and then so the that, division's over even if the Cowboys flexed. win. So, They're not coming back in time. them. I don't know why. This is like a fake news media narrative that the Cowboys have a chance to win the division. Okay.
1: Well, you can call it fake news, but the way that I have it is going into week 17, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are going to be 10-5, the Eagles are going to be 11-4, the Cowboys are going to be undefeated this in the is, division. This is obviously and assuming the
2: Cowboys win this week, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. They go cool. into Philadelphia, and if they win, they win the division. And that's a game where if they win, they win the division. If they lose, they're out of the playoffs altogether. And depending on what happens in the other games, the Eagles, if they win, obviously win the division, get a bye. And if they lose, the Eagles can yeah, be out of the spoiler, playoffs altogether. The so if that happens, the that's playoffs. the automatic yeah, flex. It's not happening. Uh, obviously. It's not impossible. Again, 11-5 could very likely miss the playoffs it's in the NFC. It's not happening. The NFC is very top-heavy. It heavy.
2: is top-heavy, but it's, right. it's they're not. no one's missing the playoffs. All 16 teams are making Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, shooting up the list, uh, number six and number five are playing each other this week. Number six is the Rams. Rams at Vikings. Who would have thought, you know, when the season started and I thought the Vikings' second half of their schedule was really tough, this was the run bright spot. In the middle of four tough road games, we got to pay, play at home against the lowly Rams. Now this might be the toughest of all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's talk about the Rams first. Mm-hmm. The Rams have the most exciting offense in the league this year, incredibly with Jared Goff and <laughs> Robert Woods somehow. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings defense, which has been elite all year, uh, they got beat up a little bit by, against Washington, but the offense stepped up. We talked a little bit about the Case Keenum Teddy Bridgewater situation. It's really quite a conundrum.
2: I think I think you have to play Keenum until until he has a bad game, and then you go to Teddy Bay. I don't think you could bench someone off such a good off like the way with the way he's playing. But that basically means that you're but. Are you expecting him to have a bad game at some I'm point? I'm not expecting him to have a bad game, but I, I just think it's, it sends a bad message that you can perform that well and lose your job. Well, here's the thing about Kate. Well, I mean, like,
1: look what the 49ers did when they replaced Colin Alex Smith, who was having a Pro Bowl year with Colin Kaepernick, who was you know, an, a rookie nobody had ever seen right. before the year they went to the Super Bowl. You know, and uh, Zimmer's I mean, a, a coach Brady Bledsoe, much like Jim Harbaugh, people are talking sort of about fear.
2: that today. Schefter's like posting Brady Bledsoe stats. As if Case Keenum well, isn't like, sort probably older than Teddy Bridgewater, right?
1: Yeah, Kisenum's twenty nine. Yeah, Teddy's twenty three. But uh, Kisenum's twenty three in, in QBR.
2: Like Teddy's your future. Yeah, you have to treat him well, or he's going to leave. Well, if he's if, a, he, is he, he is he an, he's unrestricted an, unrestricted free an unrestricted
1: free agent? He's an unrestricted. That's, that's that's the evidence of why this team did not think there was any chance of him coming back because they had an option in August and they decided to waive yeah. the option. But you know what? So some something miraculous has happened between August and now.
2: You know what though? I mean, at this point, it's yeah. a crazy, like, you're, you're in trouble. Like, your franchise quarterback is, is an unrestricted free agent. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Yeah, that's what
1: I'm saying. There's no chance that the Vikings thought he, had, he could come back. That's wild. Uh, well, okay, so let's talk about Keenan for a second. Uh, he's been sacked five times the entire year. There's no other quarter. Only one other quarterback has been sacked fewer than eleven times, who's who's played most of the season. I mean, it's just incredible. He never gets hit. Multiple times yesterday, it looked like Washington had him, and then he stepped up in the pocket, avoided the pressure. Really, really impressive. He also hasn't fumbled the ball the entire year, the only starting quarterback in the league who hasn't had a fumble mm-hmm. all year. And I think that's what his value's been. Bradford is obviously the opposite. Bradford is, you know, has the mobility of, you know, like the Empire State Building. So he would uh constantly be, you know, getting knocked down. And and, and then Teddy. Is more mobile than Keenum, but he tends to hold the ball a little bit too long. Mm. I mean, look—you've—you you were with me when uh, the Vikings, you know, lost that game to Denver when they were uh, driving to on the eventual Super Bowl champions that year, where Teddy had a strip sack to end the game when they were driving to win the game, and then it happened uh, two months later in the same season uh, at Arizona, the same thing. Well, I so. mean, his
2: his mobility now is going to be obviously really problematic for the rest of his career, probably.
1: Well, but that's what, so. If even at his peak, he he was you know he didn't have the I guess the awareness in the pocket to avoid well, getting hit the and, and also great fumbling. Great immobile quarterbacks.
2: Joe Namath it was famously immobile, right? Never, you know, literally, you know, legs could not move. Well,
1: we have no idea about Teddy Bridgewater's mobility.
2: I'm not concerned about his mobility. I'm concerned about his awareness. Oh, his pocket awareness. Well, then if you Which, have these by concerns, the concerns, like Casey no, Keenum should be playing. I made a trade in my in the Rob's twenty team fantasy league today because I had my only quarterback. Uh, really was Josh McCown, because I, Mc- I, I had Rodgers and Simeon, who both lost their jobs. I, so I had McCown, who's on a bye, so I, I, I have a, if I lose him out of the playoffs, for sure. So I had to trade for a quarterback, assuming Bridgewater wouldn't play, so I flipped McCown for Keenum today. So now if Keenum is named the starter, I have... I mean, if Bridgewater is named the starter, I had a quarterback anyway, but, you know, I, if, if yeah. uh, you know Keenum has a little more value tomorrow if, if he gets the job again. Well, look,
1: the the fact that Zimmer is having this dramatic announcement tomorrow is the evidence that this is Teddy's yeah, it job it would be
2: eventually. crazy to, right. The fact that he's even considering it, even if you picks Keenum, Teddy is on the way.
1: That means that it's Teddy. Yeah, because otherwise the answer would be, you know, Case Keenum just had the second best game by any quarterback this year according to QBR, which by the way is a little questionable he had two terrible interceptions on consecutive um, passes.
2: I, I, right. my, gu- gun to your head, who does he pick tomorrow? This week, Keenum. Next week, San Francisco.
1: Excuse me, next Teddy. week, uh, okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think you go with Teddy versus yeah. a
2: bad team like the Niners.
1: But again, like no, no, they're not. They're, no, they're not facing the Niners next week. I just, I don't know why the oh, word Sarah okay. came in my head.
2: No, they're fa-
1: well. Here's the problem: they're facing the Rams on Sunday, and then three and a half days later, they're facing so the Lions at twelve thirty on not gonna
2: Thanksgiving play on Thursday. But then it's like, are you going to play Teddy twice in a week if you play him now? So then maybe Teddy doesn't play to Week thirteen. On the other hand,
1: then well, but then you get the ten days, so it's almost like another mini. Yeah, buy. so maybe
2: Teddy plays Week thirteen. Maybe that's the plan. All right, so that would be that's at Atlanta. Okay, that makes sense.
1: In his, I think the first game of his career was at Atlanta, his rookie mm-hmm. season, when he had, I think, he had like 300 yards and no touchdowns, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, I mean, this schedule is brutal for the Vikings, which is why uh, the Rams are at six, the Vikings are at five. Each of these teams, we're going to be seeing a lot of them, and they might be getting flexed into even more games. So, uh, you know, Rams at Vikings. Who are you picking this week? It's a Case Keenum revenge game, by the way.
2: I'm picking the Rams. I think it's, good. it's a yeah, great game, would. honestly, but I'm picking the Rams.
1: Yeah. By the way, Jeff Fisher had both these quarterbacks last year, and now they're both headed to the yeah. Pro Bowl.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, right. I, like, the value over Jeff Fisher, like the Vajaf right now, is it just— I mean, like, Jeff Fisher shouldn't get hired to be a high school coach at this point. Like, the, you know, it, it, you're right. Like, his two quarterbacks are going to be the NFC Championship game against each other. It's insane. Guy couldn't by the way, he's not.
1: What's he doing right now? He doesn't have a job, does he?
2: I mean, no. He's going to get some cushy job in the league office, I'm sure. That's what everyone thinks. Because he's, like, a friend of the league. Yeah. All he right. respects the Shield.
1: And by the way, we 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 have
2: eight disagreements this week, so a lot it's of disagreements. I really the Vikings. It's a really good week, and next week is is the holy grail, which is no more buys.
1: No, it's not, yeah, yeah. Well, but next next week, there's only one great game, which is New Orleans. Yeah, but listen, Rams. you get I mean, those Vikings nine, nine one o'clock
2: disagree- games wherever there is next week. Like you're guaranteed to have something going on. Yeah. There's there's been well, a couple there's
1: not nine because there's three things. There's three. Oh, right, hold you're you're on, right, there's three
2: right, Thanksgiving until week thirteen. Right? Right? Yeah. What do you do through Thanksgiving? Are you like do you do because you don't have any family who lives near you?
1: Well, we're hosting Thanksgiving for the for in our, I mean, we've hosted it in our apartment the last few years. But we're hosting it in our house. For, for your the first friends
2: time. or for family?
1: For family. Well, he, listen to this terrible mistake that my mother made. My mother booked her and my dad to fly in. They're landing at two p.m., which means that my dad is missing the Vikings game on the flight, and I'm going to miss the
2: Vikings game because I have to go drive and pick him up from Laguardia and drive him all the way to New Jersey. Okay, first of all, so that's you are I'm a good up. son. Yeah, because the idea that I would ever pick up my parents during a big jet game is laughable. But my father would never ask me to do well, it. My dad. De- uh, well, my dad actually can said I, my dad actually said that they would yeah, take an tell, Uber. Yeah, tell Jerry to take an Uber. It's it's insane that you had missed the freaking Vikings game to drive them when from another state, take an Uber. Well,
1: Does this Jerry is the listen? reason why I've offered to do it. Does Jerry listen? Does Jerry listen to this podcast? No. No, do you, no he doesn't know how to listen to this podcast. You want to me podcast.
2: to email him? There's no way he can. It's insane. <laughs> I first of all, you're a good son. Okay, so, so I would never say yes.
1: Never. Well, okay, so here's the thing. My dad's also a big Vikings fan, and if I don't pick him up, he's stuck in an Uber for an hour and a half, he misses the whole game. Whereas if I pick him up, I have serious Radio in the car, so at least we can listen to the game on radio.
2: Can you like ask for a Uber a... like driver that I'm has not gonna... serious Radio?
1: <laughs> I'm not going to miss a play of the game. I'm not going to see it on TV, but I'll watch what on this, TV. Like in the end. like the 1930s? The halftime, you don't listen them. to a
2: big football game on the radio? <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's a really a terrible job of my mother booking a fight.
2: Uh, I can't believe your South African Especially mom, be... who's probably never watched a football game in her life, uh, booked it during a, a Vikings game. Oh my, my mother's well aware of the Vikings, actually. Does she, wa- does she watch games or no? No, she doesn't watch them, but she's okay. aware of them. I, mean, she's living I feel like this is a game. trolling effort. I think right. Jen would do this, too. <laughs>
1: well, the other part I was thinking about is I was thinking of asking Jen to go pick up oh, my parents. Oh, that's what I would do, too. Well, but then the problem is then Jen's going to say, well, then you prepare Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I think you could do that. Yeah, it's a lose-lose. It's a lose-lose. All right, okay. So, uh, the Rams at 6, the Vikings at 5, New Orleans at 4. Uh, we, you know, we've already discussed New Orleans, but this week not a great game, but uh the rest of their season
2: is just dynamite games. Yeah, no, New listen, New Orleans with the defense is going to be an exciting team. They're going to play a really exciting playoff game this year. Um I'm ex-
1: Yeah, I mean just just li- li- listen to their schedule. Okay, this week they face Washington, which is a decent game. Next week they face Carolina. Both teams probably 8 and 3. Then the next week they go into Atlanta, which is a rivalry game. It's on. Uh, it's on. Uh, it's on Thursday night. And also, not only is it a rivalry game, but it's a game that Atlanta has to win to stay in the mm-hmm. playoff race.
2: I like. I then love the that all the the Jets, NFC South teams win. like have these like because the media like they're not super national teams, but they yeah. hate each other so much more than anybody realizes. Like anytime we have those NFC yeah, South yeah we games, had no we had no like, awareness oh yeah, no, like, of like, I would the Saints kill my Falcons, Falcons rivalry. To, like, yeah, the Saints. Like if I'm a Falcons fan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, New Orleans again uh, in week 16. They're facing Atlanta uh, again, this time at home. So, yeah, it's just, we're going to see some really good games. Oh, and I forgot next week, by the way. I skipped next week. Next week, they, they play the Rams. So you have Rams-Vikings this week, Rams-Saints next week. So we're going to instantly see between those three teams that have sort of come out of nowhere to be atop the, their divisions in the NFC. We're going to immediately see which of those teams are, uh, you know, who's the best mm-hmm. in that crowd. And by the way, if New Orleans loses that game, then you got all it's sort of like the Patriots in the AFC. That means New Orleans will have lost to the Vikings, will have lost to the Rams. The Rams-Vikings have a clear head-to-head winner. So we're going to have a lot of head-to-head, so, which is good because we're not going to have to go to like, the fourth tiebreaker for a yeah, lot of these teams for a seating. So that's good. All right, number three is the Cowboys. Again, if the Cowboys are knocked out of the playoffs, this will be very different. But the way I have it, the Cowboys have uh, game of the week against Philly this week, game of the week against Philly in Week 17. And in between that, they have four great games. And then the only game that is not any good for them is uh, when they face the uh, Giants in Week 14. So that's the that's the only break that the Cowboys get. For the Cowboys, it's going to be a really br- brutal no end of the season of if they the want to make the playoffs. They have no chance of making the playoffs. All right. Okay. Uh, again, I think they are playing a playing game against the Eagles in Week 17. All right. Uh, number two is Carolina. Carolina's on a bye this week. Uh, but then they come back, and every single game I have for – like, you know, whereas the Cowboys have, like, that one easy game against the Giants, mm-hmm. for Carolina, every single game they have is, is a four-star or a five-star game. Week 16 is an average game against Tampa Bay, but that's still a better game than, you know, Cowboys-Giants. Yeah, it is. Carolina, you're going to want to watch them every single week. Yeah, the season. way
2: Cam is playing, they're a must-watch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the number one team, uh, the most exciting team to watch the rest of the season, and uh, you know they, they they did this to themselves by you know dropping a bunch of easily winnable games early in the season. The Atlanta Falcons, if they want to get back to the playoffs, they got to run. What the do government. you mean? They went They're 2-0. And they already right like
2: you know like erased the uh, the stigma. They reversed the jinx. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, the, the Atlanta. Every single game I have
1: is a five star game for them, except they have one four star game. So Atlanta has almost a perfect GPA. I mean, this week against Seattle, that's a great mm-hmm. game. Uh, next week against Tampa, that's a four-star. That's a good game, not a great game. Then the next week they face the Vikings, that's a great game. The next week they face the Saints, that's a great game. Uh, I mean, the next week they face Tampa again. I think that's a better game that's in Tampa. I think Tampa can win that one. The next week they face New Orleans, that's a phenomenal game. And then week 17 they face Carolina. So uh, unless Atlanta is eliminated from the playoffs, I think uh, Atlanta, like the Cowboys, they have to win week in, week out to have a chance in the playoffs. And they're all against yeah, tough teams. I mean,
2: they're certainly capable of winning any game, but uh, that's a tough that's a tough road, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited, and I will, I'll update this every week. Uh, you know, not, not with the full loses, podcast, uh, but you could
2: uh, give us your your uh, yes, yes breakdown.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going to do an hour long podcast on this every week. All right, so uh, that that was uh, that was this week's episode. Uh, what else? You got anything else for us, Akiva?
2: No, uh, we just posted. I think uh, since we started the uh, the finale of the Seinfeld podcast, so I, you know, that's um, over. It's very sad.
1: Oh, so for those of us who who didn't hear it yet, I got to go listen to it.
2: Well, you you didn't hear it because you were in the crowd doing other things. <laughs> Other things.
1: Oh Yeah, a historic four-way trade. I have, I have zero regrets. No regrets. What, what, no regrets.
2: Is, what does your wife think of the four-way trade?
1: My excitement was not conveyed to her correctly because she uh, did not react the way that one would have hoped.
2: <laughs> no. Did she like – Like, wait, were you making this while you were like supposed to be watching the kids? <laughs>
1: no, I was making
2: it well, while I was supposed to
1: be listening to your podcast. Oh, so she was you mad know, that you
2: know – it, it was disrespectful of her not to come to that podcast, honestly. I take a,
1: well. She was working that night. She was in the hospital. She was literally saving lives.
2: I mean, so was I. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was a sidefoot reference, yeah. by the way. The dermatologist. Yeah, yeah. Except my wife's not no. a dermatologist. She actually <laughs> she saves <laughs> lives. She's not, <laughs> She's a, not a dermatologist.
2: She would actually make money that way. <laughs> um. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> I'd rather her pops some pimples and oh, make three hundred grand a year.
2: Yeah, no question. True. Yeah, der-
1: dermatologists are rolling. Yeah, but it's you don't. You can't work once a week. As a giving as a Botox to like millionaires.
2: Yeah. You can't huh? work once a week as a dermatologist, though. Oh for, well, if you yeah, you could work part time in one of these practices, isn't You know, mm-hmm. oh dermatologists have a, have a have the easy life. I tried know. when I was speaking to her. I tried to like convince her to start like uh, working more, but she wasn't buying it. Like that, but task, girl, <laughs> but you back Thanks for coming yeah. out for me.
1: I mean, her working more actually opens up my podcasting ability because you know, yeah, she works more. Of course, so I want to help her to help. Her. I want her to
0: be home
2: less. Yeah, bad yeah. influence
0: on you. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Sure words
1: have never been spoken Alright Akiva Bye What do you mean
0: What do you mean She all over me She all over me I didn't want to do it Now I'm having to plea I'm so fucked up I bet you agree Can you see The other one for me You say it's the drums Say it's my enemy? I wanna fight some fight I wanna be I wanna turn up the night Show me you want it right now We had our apps and our downs. It don't mean nothing right now, yeah, Whoa. Show me you want it right now We had our apps and our downs. It don't mean nothing right now, yeah, woo The only thing I say right now, yeah, I'm sorry In my life, yeah, baby, they caught me. But with you, I see light, baby. Please don't worry. I took too much pills, my eyes getting drowsy. Flashbacks hit me now, yeah, baby. Just hurry. If I end it all, will you tell my story? You're supposed to ride for me, supposed to die for me. What happened to us, girl? Now you hate me. What do you mean? What do you mean? She all over me She all over me I didn't want to do it Now I'm having to bleed I'm so fucked up I bet you agree oh, Can you see? Girl, I don't for me You say it's the drug Say it's my enemy I don't wanna argue I don't wanna fuss so and fight I wanna get it Turn up to tonight Show me you want me right now We had our apps and our desk It don't mean nothing right now, yeah, woo Show me you want me right now We had our abs and our desk It don't mean nothing right now, yeah, woo